1: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin, and this week we're going to have a pretty cool show. Um, we've had a lot of events going on lately um, in the Gulf and the, you know, Florida and uh, Atlantic Seaboard region. Everything's going on full swing, summer tournament time. Um, you know, we just had the, that, that Pygmy tournament um, over in the Uh, Turned out pretty good Had some local anglers go over there And do pretty well My buddy Tracy Debbman Give him a shout out for fourth place Over there Good times And then we had the extreme kayak um, Fishing tournament over there in South Florida So uh, what we're going to do now We're going to bring the Winner of that event That just went down a few weeks back um, Sean Rolls We're going to bring him in right now And uh, we're going to start this segment with him What's going on man? Yeah what's going on dude?
2: All right. Props on that win, man. That's a that's a that's a good deal. Yeah, thank good you, man. Deal. I've been really looking forward to that one. I really wanted this win. So it was a good one for me.
1: That's good. Well, uh, what we like to do to begin the show, um, you know, give a little brief introduction about yourself, you know, tell everybody a little backstory of uh, you know, when you got into fishing and what led you into that plastic boat.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I've been fishing my whole life. Uh fished out of Delaware, actually, oh, growing cool. up. Moved down to Florida like six years ago, and the whole kayak thing was a means to get out in the water for me. Yep. And then I basically fell in love with it, man. I got two tuna my first time out. I'm like, wow, the first two tuna. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. first two tuna I ever caught in my life. I caught them from a kayak, like right off the beach. So, yellow fin, black fin, black fin, black fin, black fin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's a yellow fin caught like once or twice a year here, not from a kayak, not a bunch, yet. But yeah, there's randomly but Random. yeah, i know black are you know they get up like 30 35 pounds is probably the max size but sure they're, they're awesome fish man especially from the kayak so. yeah i'd
1: like to have a couple of loins right now for them and sear yeah. them. <laughs> big yeah. old chunks make some pokey yeah. or some uh so yeah yeah we do we do pokey tacos. we do on yep. the
2: grill we make real. tuna burgers i mean everything, <laughs> everything. right right everything. yeah
1: <laughs> so. yeah it's uh same thing about me it was just opening up more water with that kayak, you know, as far yeah. as getting on the water instead of just walking in and wade fishing stuff around here um, or bank fishing, or, or, you know, I didn't want to spend all that money on a boat. I mean, even though you look at some of the stuff now and what we're running on these kayaks, you know, it's just like, yeah, we got a little bit of money into them. Yeah. But, you you know,
2: start spending a little too much money you, on them. You but you start, so, start
1: spending money. That's when it comes yeah. down to you winning some big events like that and, and uh, you yeah. know, you know, putting in the work and, and then come out with some good sponsors like that too. That's yeah. what it does. You get a little bit of exposure and move on, move on forward. And uh that helps the cost a lot. <laughs>
2: yeah, it does a lot. One it tournament a sure year, does. as long as you play somewhere, it normally floats the whole year for tournament.
1: It, it will so, you, you normally have a pretty yeah. good result here and there, and you, yeah, it you out yeah. time. So, yeah, let's get into that uh EKFT. Uh that who puts that on again? It's uh uh Joe Hector. Joe Hector, how many years has yeah. that one been running now? Is this eleven years? Eleven years, okay, yeah. cool deal. Yeah. And you had the win this year in that. And I um, want to say you uh, said you fished it the past three, and you actually won before, like the whole overall the championship.
2: Yeah, so 2019 was my first year uh fishing the tournament, and they do a sailfish tournament in January. I got mm-hmm. second place in that. Oh, pretty and cool. then. Yeah, and it's my first tournament. So, I mean, I was hooked, you know. Oh, got a 20, wow. Yeah.
0: I got a 25. Man- Baptism by jack. fire.
2: <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> and then, uh, no, it was a battle. I was right, yeah. right neck and, back and forth with Brian Nelly and stuff. Right and, on. And I squeezed out first place for the year against him. So, I got the championship, and then I was hooked. And actually, ended up getting sponsored by uh, Nautical Ventures and joined the homie fishing team. And I got into the uh, PA 360. Oh, right on. on,
1: uh, Helped you out, get on Hobie and uh, pick up a couple sponsors here and there. Yeah, that's just like we were kind of, you know, we're talking about that, you know, adding sponsors and stuff. And it's like them solid results can help get some exposure. And, uh, you know pick them up it definitely helps on the cost of them days
2: yeah definitely (laughs) yeah you get a couple good pictures on stage and i was in a few magazines and the paper and you know it really helps for sponsorship big time yeah
1: me media coverage is is key you know podcast this stuff
2: any any kind of thing
1: you're you're getting put out there is a big help to uh uh, angler's resume so dude i'm stoked to have you on man because i was wanting to uh, interested in that event myself i kind of want to tag along sometime with my buddy tracy when he goes over there
2: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i see him down here quite a bit yep. so
1: and uh eugene mora he's another one of my friends that goes over and fishes some of the events and everything yeah, i he's don't know if you know camp. uh
2: eric clark actually he's from texas and he's eric a clark guy. sounds very familiar yeah um, yes, sir. yeah, sure. i learned about all you texas guys from there and oh yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I know you use ribbon fish when you go offshore That's Something I started doing so.
1: A lot of guys use ribbon fish and, yeah. and I like the, uh, I'm big on the dusters with the cigar minnow or, yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm big on uh, halcos and uh, the bigger um, rattle traps, like the two okay. ounce rattle, two ounce rattle yeah. traps, trolling them blue and chrome yeah. with black. And I paint black stripes on them and they okay. hammer, hammer nice. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about your wind, man. Uh, you know, give us some insight on the conditions. For that tournament and kind of you know what it took to uh, solidify your placing you know what all went into that day like a little bit of preparation let us know about you know the conditions and and what bait or tactics you know give us a little insight.
2: um so it's a lot of preparation i mean yeah it's time in the time in the water and mm-hmm. many many nights in the shed tying rigs and everything and one of the key things i did this year that i don't normally do is i went straight out we normally have a current so you, a lot of people will pedal south to anticipate the north current. But I decided to go straight out and I had the oceans of myself like when I first started in the morning. Oh wow. And yeah. I had my live I actually trolled ribbon fish on the way out so I can go full speed. And then yeah. I switched a live I switched a live bait around like hundred feet deep and um, I had my first king at like eight thirty. Got my second kingfish at ten and then went out and caught a tuna and came in. That was my day. Wow, just just like that. So.
1: you call the tune on the, the deeper I call, live bait rig.
2: No, I went on. I used a, a vertical jig for the tune. Vertical jig.
1: Yeah, I was in three hundred fast.
2: Yeah, I was in yeah. three hundred and seventy-five feet of water when I called. Oh the wow! So,
1: was there some structure? Yeah. They were no, I, it, around or it's, just?
2: It's more just water out there in depth.
1: You know, when they, you're had, like, they had, they had some two- bait, <laughs> bait balls or something, or you focused on no, something I just, you just marked I fish went out.
2: And... i went out i saw a nice rip a nice like flat area where the car ah. changed and you know it, it felt like the spot And dropped down there and right on second if yeah, second drop S- i got it drop, yeah. wow and i came in it was, took me probably almost two hours to get in and dang that's that's one of the things like a lot of guys probably could have placed but they didn't get in on time ah just, you know but you got to place a part in it too yeah yeah yeah, do they have a tournament.
1: separate, separate motor division, motorized division? In no,
2: there's always been talk about it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the guys down here running Outrigger and a two and a half horsepower motor on it. So, oh wow, yeah. But, sail,
1: it, sail driven. Is there? Can you use the? Sail I think assistant? you can
2: use a sail. Yep. I think you can. Yep. Yeah, but we don't have trouble with wind as much as we do with the current. It's not right. really trouble, yeah. but I mean, you're drifting two miles an hour on average. Yeah. So, I mean, you figure if you drift for a few hours, you're 10 miles away, yeah. you know. Yeah. So That's it,
1: how I felt at this tournament the other day, the second day with 20 mile an hour plus winds, drifting yeah, flats, get,
2: two miles an yeah. hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Congratulations on that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank brought, you. Home a, brought home a nice check, right?
1: Had a nice little check riding home pasture. Yeah. Some uh, little prizes and stuff from the support. Um, yeah. They put on a good trail at Professional Redfish League. Um, you know, it. It's always a plus, you know, that we love to fish so much and everything. But then again, competition is what has always driven me, being surfing or skateboarding and then fishing, everything. I fish tournaments as a young kid, younger kid too, um, on the bass boat side. And it's, uh, you know, it's really cool to still have that drive and competitive spirit, you know.
2: Yeah. The competition
1: the, is great. Yeah. You know, yep. And the camaraderie and meeting everybody and meeting people from different walks of life all over the
2: country coming in from different countries at times too. Yeah. (laughs) It's really cool. Yeah. So, um, every, every week before a tournament, I get messages from people all over like, Hey, what about this? What about this? And I try to go like above and beyond and help people because, you know, I want everybody to have a good time.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, I want it to be settled out there in the water, you know? Yep. Uh,
1: Definitely. Uh, Offshore definitely separates them sometimes, <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah. tell you that. Looks <laughs> yeah. like that pygmy goat tournament had some 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 pretty 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 sporty conditions. Looks like yeah. they almost could have could have surfed the kayak in.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know they uh, ended up weighing some good fish and guy caught a thirty eight yeah. pound uh, hey, cobia. cobia.
1: the guy that won uh, like called a solid, solid cobia. Yeah,
2: For I sure. fished it last year. Um Unfortunately, this year there was a conflict on the dates. They were scheduled the same day. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it really it was really bad for a lot of us because we had to choose and you know, obviously if we're in, in South Florida, we're not gonna drive ten hours to go up there. So Yeah, I that's think, a pretty
1: good haul from South Florida. Yeah. Sure.
2: <laughs> I think the same thing happened up there. So it kinda hurt both tournaments. Hopefully next year they can be on different dates. But yeah, it was, I, I went up last year and I had I had a great time. I mean, I placed, I won the Kingfish Calcutta. So yeah. it was a good tournament. Oh, that's cool.
1: Now, I really like that area down there. I'm, you know, just from doing research and, and then seeing all the solid snapper they were catching and, and all that near shore structure that's, you know, not that far of a run out. It looks like a pretty cool fishery. Uh, yeah, it's
2: fun. And the red fishing up there, which you'd be interested in yeah. on three mile bridge is, yeah, is awesome. You're not going to catch the Top waters at night. Yeah. 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 You're not catching giants. a slot. They're all Giants. Big. Giants. Yeah. giants. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen
1: some good footage from up there from Benton and yeah. uh, all them guys uh, up there crushing them up there. So, hey, on, uh, you know, Jason, talking about, you know, this offshore stuff, you know, it's not for everyone, you know, for sure. You know, it'll separate, you know, the men from the boys to say it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, You got any tips and pointers, you know, to help someone that may want to transition over, um, you know, maybe start fishing offshore? You know, say like, uh, you know, there's other things. There's a lot of things that we could talk about as far as you know, when you're launching, when it's a little rough. You know, do you dehook everything and like rig up when you're out there? And once you're launched through the breakers, do you um, so put everything away. I mean, like tackle management and all that. Like share share a little bit of that with us, if you. Don't so
0: want number to
2: one rule they say: if you love it, leash it. Yeah. Like you know, if you don't want to yeah. lose it, have it. I mean, I have my rods hooked to leash. I have my Radio hook, my drive hook, everything is leashed. And I plan to flip, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that way, if I do, that's only happened a few times. But if I do, I'm okay with it, you know? I just pick myself back up and keep going. So yep. um, the biggest thing is don't go over your means, you know? If you're not comfortable right. with it, you're not sure about it, don't go out. And one thing is is wait. I see a lot of guys come into tournaments, and they want to do something extra and something special. Whether it be an extra bait pen or extra gear or weights or jigs and they're mm-hmm. overloaded. And yep. you know, weight weights everything on the kayak, you know that. Yep. So you know, you get a little off balance and you get an extra twenty pounds on one side and you're going over. Yep. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. And so, definitely uh self rescue. I can add that. You're talking about weight and thumping over. Yeah. Um if yeah, you're practice. not familiar with uh bailing off and flipping and then re entering the kayak, it's a good thing to practice that for yeah. for anybody that might be new wanting to come into this and try to do these things, even on bigger lakes, bigger open water. Self-rescue yeah. is big time, you know. I mean you got that dude. I'm 230
2: pounds. My other kayak is a Hobie Quest. it's a kind of similar a revo. I can get in yeah. that myself. So yeah. if, if I can get in and out of that, you can pretty much get back in. But <laughs> right, <gotta> right. Practice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it is so. definitely key to to. to to be in on that for sure
2: yeah go out on a flat day and jump in yep take a swim yep (laughs) that's the way
1: to do it even if you're just kind of on a flat you can move off to a deeper cut and kind of practice it there and that way if you have to kind of kick back over (laughs) to step on a flat you can you know
2: and Um, and like just like diving too the buddy system is great you know yes if it's rough don't go out alone you know there will be another day next week another week from now whatever wait wait till you're comfortable and you have a friend with you to go out you know buddy system
1: yeah for sure
2: like you said uh, a radio yep
1: you got to have a way to be a distress call and a flare gun yeah it doesn't hurt to have a like a bug out bag even in shore fishing like way back in the back lakes and marsh i'll have a a bag pack you know
2: I've, no, i, I learned, keep a little <laughs> uh, like zip bag i got an yeah. extra whistle in there i got some like medical tape and you know gauze and you never know you're gonna get hooked and you cut yourself with a knife and you want to be ready because you're out there alone you know
1: for yeah. sure yeah, yeah if you get a you know a hook in you or something or you know you can have a you know be fighting a fish next to you and the you know the lure flies back and yeah. get you or something you know but like you said buddy systems big time especially yeah. offshore it's sure. not
2: if it's when it's gonna happen It's when it's
1: gonna happen you know yep. yeah you never yeah. know that weather can change like the forecast can be like perfect and everything and that weather man don't know what's gonna happen
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have exactly. plenty of
1: times like that you know uh
2: hey, and if you're like questioning it in the morning when you're going out it's supposed to get worse through the day don't yeah. go out because go. you got to land on that too you know so
1: yeah, you be coming in with head high surf is not going to be fun. Yeah, definitely not.
2: Good.
1: <laughs> not going to be fun at all.
2: No, but so, offshore yeah. is fun. I love it, man. It's it's the best being out there. You know. Yeah,
1: you never know what you're going to hook into.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially I mean, that's, here, it's got to be something. Especially down there. Yeah, down um, here. I mean, within two miles of the beach, you can catch sailfish, wahoo, tuna, uh, snapper, benita, mahi mahi. I mean, Kingfish. Everything, grouper, Kingfish. Grouper. Yep. I mean, Cobia. Everything Cobia. you can imagine. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the the Wahoo would be a bucket list one for sure. Because those, uh, if you had ever, if anybody's never caught one of those on a rod and reel, it's just instant. Zoop. It's yeah even, it's even it's even faster than a kingfish run <laughs> oh yeah
2: the, the one i got last year well like in october was 45 pounds so oh yeah that's, that, a, that's a good that one that was a yeah that was a big one i was happy about that one <laughs> to say at least so that's
1: some great eating fish when you chill it and just slice it super thin oh, yeah. uh, sashimi style and just a little bit of soy and wasabi yeah squeeze
2: a lime yeah. on it oh and to be able to catch her from a kayak, I'd have to yeah, say... Yeah, that's an even he, bigger bonus. <laughs> here, um, Hawaii, and yep. um, unless you're Donnie from Pensacola, that's it. <laughs> you're yeah. not catching one yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah. Or unless somebody's mother
1: shipping you out
2: somewhere to some yeah, crazy, I'll crazy I'll probably, way offshore per- zone. Personally, I'm just going to stay on the boat if I do that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'm like... Kind of a purist in that way. If I'm catching, I want to paddle out. I want to catch my own bait. I want to, you know, I want to catch it on my own kind of thing. Yeah, I'm
1: not saying it could never happen in Texas because we've seen, you know, my buddy Chris Castro caught that sailfish within four miles. Yeah, no, I mean they're they're fish. They have, they have no rules, you know. Yeah, there's no rules for them. I mean, but it would be cool on a kayak for sure. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Hey, so yeah, there you go. We're gonna talk about you know live bait you just mentioned that you know live bait versus lures you know as far as that goes time and place for both you know uh if you've had access to live bait i mean are you carrying like a sabiki rod or something out there with you trying to catch your own or you kind of have some beforehand
2: or so if i'm fun fishing i'm always catching my own bait um, I we use goggle eyes, blue runners. Mm-hmm. You can catch pilchards. I like goggle eyes and blue runners. The bigger baits for the bigger fish. Um, you can catch everything on them, and but during tournaments we buy our bait. They have you a have boat, bait boat that yeah. runs around, and it's oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> you don't you don't have to buy it, but it's an option, and it's just one less thing to worry about on tournament because the goggle eyes that we use, you got to catch them at nighttime. So that means tournament day, yeah. you're you're launching at three in the morning. You're spending an extra oh, three hours yeah. out there in the water. And just you know, for the fifty bucks, eighty bucks, or whatever you spend, it's just one less thing you don't have to worry about, you know. And the baits are hand caught weeks in advance. They're seasons, which means they're they're recuperated from being caught and they're actually stronger than like a day caught bait. You know what I mean?
1: Ah, and
2: yeah, live baits are holding
1: holding tanks for them and like
2: yeah, get them ready to go. I them. actually fish on a kingfish t- fishing team on a boat, and we catch all of our own bait and. And if it's not three weeks old, we're not fishing it. I mean, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be seasoned. It's got to be a good bait. So it makes a difference. Yeah. That is cool. Um, But as far as tuna, man, we do a lot of jigging over here for them. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's a super effective way to catch them. You can do regular old vertical jigging or slow pitch jigging. And especially at evening time, I used to fish a lot of evenings. I go out after work and just paddle out to 250, 300 feet and. You can catch three, four, two in a night, no problem. Oh, that's uh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a great way to experience living here in South Florida. So. Any issues with sharks and down there? Uh one hundred percent all the time.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that sounds like Texas. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's getting worse and worse. So, I mean, we have a lot of problems with the dive boats, like feeding them. Yep. So you only you only have a bait in the water, and they'll see a boat, and they'll think, "Oh, that's free food," and they're that's coming right free up to you. Come up there yeah. and chop your uh, tuna or snapper in half. Yeah, just like ducks in a pond. If somebody feeds ducks in the pond, you go up in there from sure. They're coming right up to you. You know, the sharks do oh, the same thing.
1: Just like seagulls. <laughs> yep,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pick and dick.
0: Yeah. I think
1: yep. I'm one of. There's some food over there. I'm gonna go exactly. These people. I mean, you're training yeah. them to do the wrong thing. Sharks so. are can be a nuisance species. That time, I know everybody's talking yep. like, about. Don't kill the sharks. It'll mess up the balance. No, yeah. when they get overpopulated, it's crazy. That's about, yeah. about like our, our snapper limits. And uh, you know, oh, used yeah. to be you go out offshore and you couldn't get your bait past all the trigger fish. Uh yeah. now you go offshore and you can't get your bait past all the snapper trying to catch grouper or something else. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, it is crazy. It's uh you know, the season's rolling over here, you know, they're who knows when they'll you know how long it's gonna last, but you know, now you we, guys can
2: get the red snapper from the kayaks there or
1: yeah 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 we okay. can we can get to some of the um some of the near shore rigs um you know i use a lot of you know, like you say the vertical jigging um I use a lot of bucktail jigs some of the some of the speed jigs and stuff that come over from australia um, do pretty good on those you know i'll tip them yeah. with uh actually i save uh my trout carcasses <laughs> right and i take the backbone with the tail and i tip my bucktails with that and i've been pretty productive doing that it's
2: yeah pretty yeah. good pretty good snapper i, I snapped for fish to the goat last year and it was it was i don't want to say it was easy but there was a lot of fish there yeah <laughs> I mean, it seemed like there yeah. was like yeah, a lot we, of fish over there we point. went out like the day before the tournament and, two days before the tournament and- we all had our limit by 7 a.m. You know, I was like, okay, guess we go in now, you know. So, yeah. And that was like getting the bigger ones too, you know, throwing the small it, ones back. So. And it looks
1: like there's a lot of chicken dolphin over there too. Yeah. You know, pretty, pretty close in, which is pretty cool because we don't, I don't know. It depends on how much sargassum we get, how much of the weed lines we get moving in closer to the, you know, within two or three, four miles. Sometimes it just doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, um, we get a, we get a good bit of dolphin down here. Um, not too many big ones, but a lot of like twenty-five to thirty-inch dolphin, which is a oh, nice sweet. meal. Yeah, that's still so, some
1: still some good. Yeah.
2: And sometimes they come in as shallow as forty feet of water. You know, which is you know you can almost cast there from off the beach. So, oh, uh,
1: that's pretty cool. Yeah, y'all get any tarpon down that way?
2: Uh, tons of tarpon. Tons yeah. of tarpon. Yeah, a lot a lot more inshore, which yeah like by the docks and stuff. And they're so big right. with the snook and everything. Yeah, they'll just run you out to a piling and break you off. But I don't really do it much myself just because I don't know. Haven't got into it, but it looks fun.
1: Yeah, that offshore thing is something I don't really get to do a lot because I'm yeah. always I'm I'm I chase bass tournaments also. So I'm I like to run around and fish for those greenfish every now and then too and uh you know the big big speckled trout is what i really like to chase yeah. <laughs> you know i always talk about that people probably jump on here like man dustin talking about trout again no we're talking about offshore fishing this time and i need to get out there and do more um yeah. we do we have a pretty cool tournament over here called ray del mar and it it, it combines the two it combines uh, an inshore redfish tournament and then an offshore tournament um you know there's some Side pots for biggest jack, and then and there's like kingfish and and snapper pots, and overall weight goes and combines with your redfish weights, and you're the king of the sea. Oh, nice! <laughs> um, yeah, it's i a cool, to pretty, of pretty cool of event. Fish. So that that's pretty cool. I, I like. I said, I want to I want to make it over there for that ekft, and then the goat pygmy or whichever ones they're going to have next year, and see, you know, the way it did this year it kind of didn't work out on dates for a few of us and then i know some had planned to go and then it was changed with that you know claudette coming through over there and and the weather effect and everything so you know i I was glad to see they got to run it um yesterday Uh, like i said i was talking to tracy on the way he was driving home this morning um got to talking to him a little bit he was talking about uh some pictures i posted you know i i haven't shared too much with the you know, podcast audience lately about it. Um, I was going to do a little update here. I'm still kind of reaching my goal. I started a, a fitness journey um, about eight weeks ago, um, intermittent fasting and cutting my caloric intake. And I quit drinking sodas, cut my carbs, um, you know, started doing a little more exercise and some high impact, you know, metabolic training, started running again. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm down on right at 35 pounds right now.
2: Oh, nice. Congratulations. Uh,
1: so, yeah, I'm like 222. I started out at 257. I hadn't been 222 in quite a long time. And so I am I set my goal, you know, for 25 pounds. And I'm blue past that now. And I'm now I'm saying I am going to go to 205. I'm going to bust that goal out, too. Nice. So I'm going to tell you, I haven't mm-hmm. felt this good in a long time. And, and that's maybe what kind of kept me from going offshore a little bit more than I wanted to was being a little overweight and stuff so hopefully that's going to change um you know i'm feeling better than i have in a long time you know i jumped back on the skateboard today got some got some got some runs in on a little mini ramp i had a good time and (laughs) so uh it's feeling good is a big difference and i just want to grab my health by the throat and get a hold of it you know that's basically what i told myself You, you about to you're about to get back in fighting shape and it man it makes a difference on a kayak let me tell you yeah. now reaching I mean, for like- your gear turning around straddling the seat and turning around and adjusting things is so much easier i'll tell
2: you right now. <laughs> yeah no i agree I, I went on a diet right before the tournament because i gained weight like everybody did over the whole COVID thing And oh yeah and for sure i dropped like 12 pounds and it don't sound like a lot but no i brought in yeah, I brought in 71 pounds of fish. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had over 100 pounds in the kayak between fish and ice. So another 10 pounds makes a difference, you know what I mean? It damn
1: sure does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Any anything 10 pounds plus is, you know, it's like, man, that's like a try. I want somebody, you think 12, 15 pounds in a lot, put a backpack on with a 15-pound plate in your, on your back yeah. and and walk around all day with that. And see yeah. what it does, because I'm I'm like me. I want I want to grab a 35 pound plate and put it on now and see how let's I see felt where, before, yeah, and then take back it back off back. and be like, oh my god! I guarantee yeah. you it's going to be nine day. And it's like yeah. as the weight still keeps coming off. And I'm going to tell you the intermittent fasting. I'm I'm a big believer in that, and I do a flex fasting because I do work shift work, so it kind of flops back and forth. And uh what got me want to talk about this is that you know I I got as a podcast we got asked to join waypoint tv um to branch out and get a little more audience and stuff and then so tom roland who is an awesome fisherman yeah. on the saltwater <laughs> experience reached out to me i was like hey dude you want to come on the podcast i was like
2: sure the uh, yeah, the audience They're
1: gonna know who i am but okay we'll talk kayak fishing and he had no idea about all these tournaments and the cpr and all this stuff and he was he was stoked on it and then you know i know he's in the crossfit and fitness and everything so we got to talking about all this too and i plug my buddy uh luke prentice that started this called the kayak beast program he's a kayak fisherman and he started this for kayak fishermen and it's uh you know it's an intermittent fasting base and uh high impact training you know just that eating window you cut a little bit of food here cut a little carbs cut a little sugar dude i'm telling you everybody's seeing results even people yeah. that aren't changing their eating habits just sticking to that fasting window is helping them maintain and drop a little bit over time and it's pretty cool so yeah big shout out to luke for uh, helping me on my fitness journey and uh i'll be posting some before and after photos here pretty soon it's gonna blow some people away because because tracy was like dude i didn't recognize you in that picture what happened to your you got, yeah, that, that accent, you got a neck yeah. now. You don't
0: have a waddle and you the extra up with my
2: beard, right? <laughs> yeah. He's, and yeah.
1: then, dude, your shirt's baggy. I'm like, yeah, that well, my gut was sticking out before in that shirt. Now it's like swallow me whole. All my fishing pants, I had to put a zip tie between two belt loops.
2: <laughs> I was doing the same thing. I got a r- rubber band holding mine together. Rubber yeah. band, and then actually got
1: a yeah. now they're falling down with the zip tie. I had to wear a belt. And it was like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to buy all new board shorts again. They're all about to fall off when I swim in them. man but it's a good feeling just to feel that much better and yeah just lighter on your feet and like i'm not fatigued i'm sleeping better i i, I don't know it's just it's blown me away so yeah sorry i got a little off track on that you know all y'all out there in in, in podcast land but you know it's just something i had to share real quick because it's I'm seeing some results and I've been pretty stoked on it.
2: <laughs> it has a lot to do with kayak fishing too. Because yeah. I mean, oh yeah. It's free exercise. You're out there fishing, having fun. And you're, if you don't catch anything, you're just going kayaking for the day. You know, it's still a yeah. great time in the water and you got that great exercise from it. So that's, it's all part of it right there. You know?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm part of team torquido and, you know, I'm all about motors and covering water for, for pre-fishing and, and ruling out, you know, Dead areas and this and that, but you know, when I get to my spots, I'm locked in and paddling, standing up, push polling, looking for redfish. If I'm sight casting in back marsh or something, or if I'm bass fishing, I'm you know, I'm using my pedal drive and moving around and, and positioning and using it to stay in position and stuff. You know, it's just another tool, just like my paddle and my pedals are. And, yep. and, and to benefit from that is pretty cool too. But dude, I, I love the paddle, I came from. The paddling side, you know, uh, you know that's that's always been the soul of kayaking to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) get in that
2: paddle boat and cool cooling out, running in the water. Yep, my first kayak was a paddle kayak, and I still have it. And I took it out like two weeks ago. I got a nice mahi and a tuna off it, and it's just special, you know. Oh, cool! What kayak? Ocean
1: ocean kayak. It's a
2: Hobie. Hobie a Hobie. The
1: Quest.
0: Oh, okay, it is a pedal.
2: Yeah. 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 What I is that one? Thir- thirteen six or something thir- 13, like that? Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. I bought it for five hundred bucks like four years ago. And that was my first kayak. So it's you know special.
0: <laughs> That's but, cool.
1: You still have yeah, it. I wish I still, still had my it. first my first one. It was an old uh perception pescador. It's like oh, a 12, 12.5 caster, old yellow yellow looking thing with a the scoop seat you got ass got wet all the time and then i then i was like oh be cool i'm gonna do some black fades on it and then, then everybody at work because i car topped it <laughs> at the time when i first started you know many years ago and they'd be like oh you got that bruised banana on the top of your car <laughs> so that's it, funny. they called it the bruised banana that's pretty funny yeah, it's yeah some good stuff it's had some good memories in that thing i I put a lot of miles, you know, being that thing was so light though, you know, yeah. I I covered a lot of ground.
2: Yeah. So easy, you know, less involved. Like now, now you're bringing batteries and depth finders and live wells and crates and motors. And, you know, it's good to get back every once in a while, just two rods and a paddle on a kayak, you know?
1: Yeah. I'll do that sometimes after work. I'll just, you know, grab and go, uh, with my, uh, I, I fish for Jackson. Um, so I have, uh, a mayfly and a and a you pick now and i'll just throw one of them in the back with just the paddle and i'll go yeah. hit a couple little closes you know two three miles away and you know kind of use the wind and drift back and just a couple rods no crate one little box with a couple plastics a wake bait and like yeah. a top water something and then just go fun fish catch a few fish and then come back and then go to sleep go back to work later
2: <laughs> instead of yeah. burning,
1: burning all day and messing, you know not yeah, You know, because, I mean, you can get – you can overload yourself, you know. Yeah, you can. There can be some overkill days. You know, some bass tournaments are just like the same. It's like, you know, 10 rods. But everyone's like, why so many rods? Well, I mean, well, there's a different presentation on each one, and I don't want to have to stop and retie. It's time management, just like, you know, we were talking about too. Um, is a big factor. So, yeah, yeah man, it, it, I know what comes into play offshore too i've never done i fished offshore but i've never done an offshore tournament and that's what's got my seems like it's going to be another addiction when i start
2: trying i mean (laughs) last year there's guys that came down for the sailfish tournament this year in january and and they never caught a sailfish never fished in the ocean before and they caught sailfish and placed in the tournament so i mean Right, it's, I heard about it, that. Yeah, yeah, they came down from some Tennessee and some other places. Yeah, all yeah. over. Some yeah. people came from Ohio at different times. Yeah, yep. So it's an opportunity to get out in one of these tournaments and and catch fish. And if you're not like comfortable, like if you haven't been offshore a lot, they have help boats out there. And yep. Constant constant communication. So it's a real good opportunity to try it for the first. That's time.
1: That's January yeah. every year. They have the sailfish one.
2: Yeah, it's like normally the middle of January, end of January.
1: So I'm I'm making next year. Yeah, I'm gonna make next year. We're gonna hold
2: you to that. <laughs> I'm gonna make next year.
1: We'll we'll have a big Texas contingent come over there. Hopefully, let's let's try to yeah. get a, we'll try to get a caravan and travel together. I hope. Uh, yeah, and there Tracy, really is a good, a good bit of people. Let's go, from Texas. let's go. Tracy Dem Eugene Moore. Let's go. <laughs> Eric DeLuise, I know he comes over for some of them too. Let's go. I'll be the Lone Jackson in the well Eugene's wilderness too. Be rolling, rolling with the Hobie guys. It's all good. That's what friends. It's, do. All, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So yeah, when you're talking. Um, you know, the species of fish over there that South Florida fishery. Um, it's pretty diverse. Um, you know, it seems like uh, you know, like you said, wahoo, kingfish, cobia, different kinds of snapper. Y'all get the dog tooth or or Pubera over there.
2: Um, at you times, if you, if you fish for them. I don't really yeah. bottom fish a lot from the kayak. Okay. Was, like I had trouble getting hung up, and then you ah. can't really have enough tension to break off. You know? Right. So you either got to cut two hundred feet of line, and then you're. I get upset about that personally. So yeah, I'm, I'm married to a marine scientist, so I try to ah, keep that level conservation of that. minded. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm not eating it, I let it go. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah, and I've after our freeze, you know, we had that crazy freeze this year it hurt some of our fisheries and people still try to downplay it and everything but you know it is what it is uh you know just like as an angler it's it's our decision you know to be conservation minded so
2: yeah yeah you know, i mean just here's you know, the rule it comes is. Down. Yep. you know it doesn't, doesn't mean you need to keep 10 fish you know exactly if you're gonna eat, if you're gonna eat two keep two you know keep
1: two yeah let yeah. other ones go to grow and and breed that I'm all about that as far in in yeah. in, the, in the trout fishery too. I'll keep a couple, you know, 17, 18 inch fish and take them home.
2: Yeah. As you know, long as they got a nice, that. nice hook set on them and I can release them. Like I'm sure they're gonna live. Right. At least they're, you
1: no, know? no, no, like gill hooked or anything. In the yeah. trout, no, in that one's
2: coming in that one's coming in the back.
1: That one's coming sure. home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, y'all uh man, y'all are you know, just like we're our inshore fishery and then we got some good offshore stuff, but y'all are y'all are blessed with the Plethora, you know, y'all. I mean, y'all can uh, target triple tail in the rivers at certain times of year. There's certain times of year for everything down there. It seems like different seasons. Um, tarpon, snook,
2: man, everything. And there's always somewhere to fish. I mean, it can be crazy rough and windy, and we can go bass fishing. We have all these exotics down here. Yeah, that's what I was
1: gonna say. Y'all have the exotics you can target the uh clown knife fish, the peacock bass. What else is there? There's like the board things with a big head.
2: We have cloud knife fish, peacock bass, all kinds of smaller fish, like cichlids jaguat, and stuff. cichlids. Yeah. Um yeah. we have red tail catfish down here too, actually. Oh dang. Better. we've uh, actually Joe Hector and myself, we tried fishing for them a couple of times and we've hooked them, but haven't landed one yet. And it's been like a mission for the last like year or two.
1: Do but, they like break you off in the structure or are they just
2: they they come in make, and they kinda yes. like they roll. Yeah, they yeah. roll. And then you see a big air bubble and it makes you know you're not hooked i don't i don't know what it is like wow. i don't know if they like regurg i mean it happened three times already so
1: they regurgitate like, so much stuff it pushes the hook out or something Who i knows?
2: guess i don't know i mean dang. it's not something that like we're not experts on catfishing you know what i mean so but we're trying to figure it out we want to figure it on. out so. huh dang
1: man so okay uh any travels outside of florida We'll get back on track we'll get um rolling around i start no, talking about everything <laughs>
2: yeah
1: uh, <laughs> you know not kayak,
2: not kayak fishing wise i yeah. wanted to make it up to ocean city this weekend they have oh ah, that's that there.
1: big tournament there yeah. my uh yeah. one of my guests uh rob english okay. um was uh placed last year he had like a ran out with like a sea flea or something and caught a big black drum off oh, the yeah, box yeah. And, and uh place 2500 some pretty good payout that seems like a yeah. pretty cool tournament i, I yeah. would enjoy to go up and do that and then also what's coming up um in july next month uh three bells outfitters is having their trifecta striper okay. f- hot fluke or whatever and bluefish okay and, and nice. they have a big uh you know the striper migration and all that and um you know you being from Delaware too? You be yeah. You have to send that, that one to
2: me. That sounds up, up my alley, right? Yeah, there,
1: and but. we we have a side pot going on through uh, the KSS Kayak Saltwater Series. We do have online striper events that that go with that. That's a, 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 and the monthly tournaments that we also have Redfish challenges. Also, it used to be the KBF Redfish Series, but it turned into Kayak Saltwater Series. And th- there's a side um a side leaderboard, uh, the KSS Big Five for the, your best five striper. During the trifecta is a separate leaderboard with a thousand dollars at stake for that too. Five hundred for first, three hundred for second, two hundred for third. So there's more money there. And that one, I think there's like about sixty anglers signed up right now. I have to send you the link for that one. That's up there, uh, and you know that should should be a pretty good turnout. They usually have a good good showing up there, and uh, sounds like a pretty fun event. You know, uh, like I said, I was talking at the beginning. You know, it's that time of year. We got redfish trails going on. Um, we got local clubs that have, you know, two freshwater, two saltwater events and a couple of events left. Uh, we wrapping up on some of some of our bass trails and be having their, the championships coming up pretty soon for some of them. Um, you know, everything's rolling. It's that time of year and then getting out of this COVID funk and everything's kind of, I mean, My habits really didn't change. I mean, I I still fished (laughs) all the time. I said I was
2: social fishing. scene. I was out on the
1: water.
0: (laughs) I I got
2: hooked up with a nice guy that had an empty lot on the intercoastal last year. And he let me park it because the beaches were closed. We couldn't go to the beach to launch.
1: That's insane.
2: Yeah, it was crazy. And so I would go to his house and put my kayak in right there and go through the inlet. Oh, sweet. it was great, man. There was no boat traffic out there. It was it was like free fishing, you know. It was awesome. So, it yeah, was I, fun still, last year. I
1: still can't get over the closing of beach where you can't launch it. Yeah, it was they crazy. Made, made no, so, Some of the stuff they did just made no sense at all.
2: And even this yeah. year, we're having trouble. There's only one tournament this summer. There's it's normally a two part series. Yeah, but because everybody's playing coach, uh, catch up on all their events, right? That Joe Hector, had yeah, they cut it down to one tournament. The city wouldn't let him do to wouldn't give him a permit or anything so he was only able to do one that's it we're done for the year so still got six months of summer left you know down here so oh yeah yeah and awesome. yeah we wish we could do another tournament but especially me it's once so i got that money to spend on the next one you know <laughs> yeah
1: goes back into that tournament account and then uh yeah. use it for future entry fees or whatever you broke during, <laughs> during the yeah.
2: tournament and stuff so yeah well, I want a Hobie Outback too. Oh sweet. On, you, on you gonna hang mine,
1: hang so. on to that one?
2: Yeah, I, I went I started rigging it up this week and getting it all ready to go. I've never yeah. fished out an outback before, so I have it's some friends that fish
1: out. It's a great inshore boat for sure. Yeah. I don't know how it would do offshore. I don't I
2: know it. they're good, but like I said, I'm a bigger guy, so yeah. the PA is like my boat of choice, you know, the pro angler. But that's what you're fishing off now, a fourteen. Yeah, PA fourteen with the three sixty five. Yeah, which that's... is nope. I don't want to get too much on Hobies. I know you're not a Hobie guy, but no, nah, dude, it's it, yeah, it's all it's, we uh, talk about. All of them on the show. Yeah. yeah, it's I was the guy that was like against it at first too, like oh I'm not going to use that offshore, you know. But I love it. I use it constantly,
1: especially it, when you're fighting a fish and having a position.
2: Yeah, yep. sailfish. I mean, I everything, can see that you're trying to get that grab. It's it's great. And in short, too, I do a lot of bass fishing and stuff. And yep. it's I don't even know how I fished before, you know. Yeah. You said to break out the paddle and go backwards a little yeah, bit right. and go sideways. Yeah, right. And now it's just all right there with your hand, you know. So yeah, it's nice.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a pretty innovative design on that thing. You know, yeah. I, I got I got no qualms with it. I'm I'm all down, you know. Yeah. They 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 did their work and came out with a pretty cool deal, <laughs> you know. It's a cool thing. You know, I'm I'm happy with what I fish out of. Just like, you know, you're happy with the Hobies too. and You know, I've been in a Hobie. I I dig them. I dig them.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All plastic boats on the water, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the main thing is is getting us on the water and and keeping us fishing. That's all. That's one of the coolest things about the
2: tournaments, man. You meet people from all over, different styles, different kayaks, different everything, you know? Yep. I mean, I don't know anybody here that trolls a rattle trap, but maybe they'll try it after this week. You know,
0: <laughs> I mean, I
2: used to use I used to use them for stripers and everything mm-hmm. um, up in Delaware all the time. I mean, that was our thing. You know, yeah, the in, the inlet high tide at the bridge when it's slack yep. tide. You know, so, they, you know uh, that's that stuff uh, never might stopped
1: be <laughs> 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 might be something to check out. I've had yeah. more than the I've had the cobia uh, smack the crap out of them too. Yeah or ling as they call them over here i'm from oh, georgia yeah. i'm from southeast georgia and i grew up there fishing uh inshore coastal fishery there and out of saint simon's island um you know and, and the stuff i know now uh, kayak fishing wise if i could go back when i was younger over there in that fishery
2: oh man yeah it's <laughs> pretty cool i'm dying to get back up to delaware we had like a 12 foot V bottom boat like growing up and that was like my boat and it was awesome to fish that in the shallower water and stuff. I could just imagine being in a kayak, so quiet, just drifting along, you know, in the bay and stuff. Yeah, it's got to be different, you know.
1: And the only thing different though is the tide swings. I mean, we only have—I mean, at the biggest, we have like a two-foot tide swing over here. Oh, really? That's nice. It's like six to nine foot in Georgia. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, and you're not Wade fishing in Georgia. Maybe on some of the, you know, the little salt salt grass and flats and stuff here and there where you go catch pillowgraph and all that but yeah a lot of them places you jump off you'll be up to your neck in mud
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man I appreciate you coming on the show tonight and getting a yeah. to know you a little better and talking a little bit about some offshore fishing and uh fishery down here in Florida and your your win there at the uh, ekft and your previous win and they're pretty much a uh, first tournament <laughs> it's pretty yeah. damn cool man yeah um, it was- but yeah, maybe we'll, uh, like I said, we need to get the, get the crew together and and head that way next year for that selfish event. Hopefully, it'll it'll come together.
2: Don't wait till next year. Come down anytime. Yeah. Oh, I know.
1: I'll be uh, I'll be down for ICAST actually, okay. but it's like a quick trip in and out, man. It's like coming over here for two days and then driving right back home. Yeah, it's gonna be a turn, turn and burn is what that's called.
2: <laughs> i know brian nelly has extra kayaks too so oh, i know for sure cool. and
1: he's always got yeah. something going on he's got those uh those crazy trips coming up you know yeah speaking of that i i need to have brian on again and and, and talk some talk some stuff he did pretty good down there at the pygmy so you know when you get him on and then uh um, yeah, next time weird. i need to re- re- reach out to joe um before his events and start you know get him on the show and plug yeah, it definitely. pretty good too so yeah i think i'm gonna have to do that also i got um Lined up for the next show after you will be uh, Justin Ivy. I'll have him on coming up, too. I just reached out to him. Okay. And uh got him coming on the show. And, and uh, you know, we're just trying to line out some different guests from all over the country. You know, I have people from California that might spearfish for halibut off their kayak, you know, and, and cool. ling, ling and yellowtail, cod, or whatever. Yeah, those ugly fish, Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and the cal- those redheaded sheephead over there. <laughs> Crazy looking, so but it's always cool to to talk to you know different anglers in different regions and everything.
2: So. Yeah, we do a lot of diving over here. I'll take kayak too, actually, for lobster and everything like that. Go oh, right off the beach big... and catch lobster. So
1: that's awesome. Our, that time of season. year,
2: yeah, our season's about to open up, and we're all getting excited for that. So, oh yeah, and just we go out before work, get your liminal lobster, go to work for the day. And it's, what it's kind just... of
1: depth are y'all talking about?
2: Uh you can get them in shallow. It's like 10-12 feet. So. And
1: that's in the Coquina rock and all that, the, yeah, like the in, reefs.
2: Yeah, this reefs and big boulders. And, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you go early enough, they're walking on top of the reef. Uh, because that's what they walk. You gotta,
1: go, you gotta poke them and kind of sh- shine other times you gotta pull crevices. them out. But, yeah, if
2: yeah, you go early enough, they're walking, so you just snatch them up. That's that's pretty cool. So, oh,
1: that's rad, man. Yeah, that is rad. another thing
2: to do in the kayak. Another you know? thing to do in a
1: kayak, man. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. But yeah, hey. Uh, appreciate meeting you um, coming on the show tonight. I'll give you the stage there. Uh, any shout outs or sponsor plugs? Uh, go ahead and um, shout,
2: shout them out. <laughs> Nautical Ventures is definitely my main sponsor. They, uh, they're a kayak dealer down here. Um, the Extreme Kayak Tournaments are awesome. I appreciate everything those guys do, putting them on for us. Uh, Real Line Fishing Team. They're the guys I fish in a boat with, with King Fishing all so right we're, on. Uh, yeah we're fit we're sitting first right now for the year in ska so i think that's more of an east coast thing i don't think they get over there but yeah so Southern first,
1: Association. yeah
2: yeah yeah. Yep. we're getting uh pretty excited about that tournament coming that's, that's pretty so, solid right there <laughs> yeah so uh yeah but that's pretty much it man just here to fish and have fun right so, on man
1: well yeah big props on that that recent win and everything thank and you. uh we gonna get over that way one of these days. I'll definitely make it over there. And if I do, I'm definitely gonna reach out to you and get some intel.
2: Yeah, yeah let me know. Get Jack
1: Bryan out there too. See what happens. Yeah.
2: People message me all the time, man. I'm always like ready and willing to help. You know, no secrets here. No blurry black backgrounds in my posts. You know. There you go. Hey, so. if you can
1: figure it out by my background pictures, that's fine. I might not tell you where I'm at, but if you can figure it out by looking at the background, more power yeah, to it, I'm all exactly. down for that. I'm all down for that yeah i'm all down for that well yeah thanks again for coming on the show um once again thanks to all the uh listeners supporters of the podcast um you know truchador co and waterloo rod company for the support and uh you know thanks again everybody listening we'll catch y'all next time on chasing the Tide.
0: Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.
1: I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.